KRCL champions building a more socially engaged Utah through locally driven programming that promotes music discovery and civic participation. Tune in to KRCL on 90.9 FM for a curated mix of music, including at least one track by a Utah artist every hour. From alternative rock to reggae, blues to bluegrass, KRCL is here to bring you the greatest bangers all day, every day. Are you listening? This is Slug Soundwaves. Mi nombre es Jorge Naum Reyes, a.k.a. Naum Reyes. I am the frontman of Lord Vox and recently my personal project, Ages the Poet. So I play in Lord Vox with Fernando Garcia, which is a drummer, and Alan Orellana, which is the bass player. And Alan also has his own band called Musor, which is also breaking in the scene. So shout out to my homies. Lord Vox, I would describe it as psychedelic rock um, some like desert rock vibes a little bit garagey some ballads and then ages the poet is more on the vein of like electronic music like synth wave dream pop a little bit of post-punk in there even some techno and dancing music earliest memories that I have is seeing my dad play you know records on Saturday mornings Sunday mornings he would play in this this big piece of furniture we had at home uh, this wooden big piece of furniture from the 70s and he had the record player in there he would play like ballad singers from Mexico like Jose Jose or like Jose Luis Perales and then he would switch up the genres and play some salsa like you know Celia Cruz Sonora Matancera and then he would switch again play some doors some Beatles a lot of genres just growing up and those are sort of the earliest memories I have of music going on road trips with my family and just sitting in the back seat and like hearing my dad playing this tapes and I would just hear this this ballad singers just like spilling it all out and and just like just singing their hearts out you know for either love or heartbreak that was really powerful to me to you know just look out the window and see like scenery of like you know the beach or the mountains along with this music so it just it just kind of marked me I didn't grow up in a family of musicians or artists in any way. So I never really had this thought that I could 
make music. And then when I was like about six years old, I got a little keyboard for, for Christmas. And I would just go in my room, just like lay on the floor. You know, it was, it was before internet or anything like that. Like my mom didn't let us watch a lot of TV. So you just got bored and did whatever you could to pass the time. <laughs> so I would just like lay down, play my little keyboard and make these melodies that sounded cool to me. I remember like thinking like, you know, I thought it was normal that everybody could do this. It was like playing with another toy. Everybody can ride a bike. Everybody can skate. Everybody can play soccer. So I was thinking everybody can like make music, little songs in their keyboards at home. Like I thought everybody did that. And it wasn't until later in life that I realized, you know, like, oh, wow, I can actually make songs uh, for myself. When I was 15... I got the love bug really bad for this girl that I knew from school. And we both just loved, absolutely loved, and were obsessed with the Beatles at the time. You know, those times where, like, I would, you know, cut up Beatles pictures from magazines and stuff. Like I said, it was before the internet, so you could just, whatever you could get your hands on. So we were obsessed with the Beatles, you know, I had that teenage love. So I was like, I am going to learn a Beatles song and I'm going to play it for her. My dad got me a guitar for my 15th birthday. And it was a, a classical guitar from, from Michoacan in Mexico. Some of the best classical guitars are made in this town called Paracho Michoacan. So like all the mariachis, all the trios, all, all the great musicians get their guitars from there. I went to the nearest uh, magazine stand by my house and I bought this this magazine called Guitarra Facil. I'm sure it's still out there, and, which literally translates to easy guitar. I think the first song I learned on the guitar was And I Love Her. And then it just took off from there. I started, as I learned the chords from the Beatles songs, I started mixing them on my own, you know, trying different chords. And I realized I could, I could again, make melodies, kind of like what I did when I was six years old, but just this time on the guitar. And then I started exploring music and just playing by myself. Eventually, I wrote my first song. It just took off from there. My music journey started going more into the alternative side where a friend of mine introduced me to the Smashing Pumpkins for the first time. He gave me a tape of the Smashing Pumpkins and I was like, whoa, what is this? It just kind of started progressing from there, you know, like 16 years old. I heard uh, Rage Against the Machine for the first time, moved into Radiohead and all this influences from, from Mexico, from you know, my hometown, Mexico City. So when I moved to the States, I moved to the United States when I was 15 years old. So this was all happening kind of at the same time. I had grown up in Mexico City, which is a huge, huge city, lots of culture, lots of art, and then moved to Dallas, Texas. 
it's a big city, but you know, it's just the culture shock was big for me. You know, I started consuming more music in English, but also having the Spanish influences. And I was just at the same time, just kind of writing my own songs, sometimes in Spanish, sometimes in English. And that's kind of how it's been ever since. Tiempo que pasas por mis Music has been like an on and off thing for me since my teenage years. I played in a band in high school called Three Dollar Tie. We were like pop punk. That was the first time I got a taste of playing live for people. And I really liked it. It takes it more into like, you know, just me being a songwriter in my room with my guitar to, you know, showing up to practice and talking to other people about, you know, what the song's going to be about or... Even our bass player was super driven. Shout out to Frank. He he was very driven. He was like, you know, guys, like we, you know, we got to dress like this and we got to like show up like this or like, you know, he would introduce us to new, like new music. He would, he was, he would inspire us, you know, uh, we weren't really thinking about like being a big band or anything, but he was, and that inspired me a lot. And it was, it was that turning point where it was like, you know what? This is really fun. I could be in a band and, and play live shows. And then after high school, it just kind of all vanished. And I went back into being a very acoustically inclined songwriter. Just kind of like me and my acoustic guitar. That's it. And it stayed that way for a very, very long time. And there were even a couple of years out there where I didn't even pick up my guitar. It was, like I said, I, di I didn't come from a family of musicians or artists. So to me, music was never like something that I should take seriously or that I should like invest a lot of time in. It was just mostly when I felt like it. And when I felt like it, I went all out and I did a lot of stuff. And then when I didn't feel like it, I just left my guitar and I didn't touch it for years. Around 25, I picked up my guitar again. And that was when I got really into going into the mountains and camping and like solo camping and hiking and stuff, taking my guitar with me. And I started writing a lot of songs, like a lot of songs. But like I said, they were mostly just acoustic songs about spirituality, about finding myself or being in love or out of love or whatever I was feeling. I would say the years where I wasn't productive in music, I was living life kind of on the surface. If, if I'm thinking like right away, the times where I didn't pick up my guitar, I was probably just partying. And I didn't spend time like going within, to, to which is where I go to write music. A big catalyst in my music, in my, mo I would call it the modern side of my music is meeting my wife, Marielle. She sort of, brought back all this like fire that I had to write music to make music and, and not just to make it or to jam out by myself but to record it when when we got married and started living together that was the first time I ever bought uh, an A-track recorder and a mic and I started actually structuring the songs and and recording them and mixing them and like trying to make them sound nice she actually bought my first 
electric guitar that I have. We we didn't have a lot of money. We didn't we didn't even have a car. But for my birthday, she she bought me this this guitar. So she's a big big catalyst for for my inspiration on like you know the before where it was like just me and my guitar just messing around playing like open mics and stuff to now where it's like you know what you know I can write a song I can record it and other people can hear it and you know be inspired so she definitely inspired me to do that Lordvox started uh, back in 2016. It came up really organically, really. I wasn't really looking to form a band per se, but I was looking to, like I said, you know, record music and make new stuff. So I got a little studio uh, in South Salt Lake uh, in this place where there was another band playing across the hall from me. So we would hear each other's music all the time, but never see each other's faces. You know, you're just hearing them. So for like six months, this went on. Until one day I showed up, you know, to practice by myself and I saw Alan for the first time in the parking lot. And, you know, we were like, hey, what's up? How's it going? And we started talking and it turned out we knew a lot of the same people, musicians in the Latin community, all the the Spanish rock bands and stuff like that. You know, oh, do you know this guy and this guy? And then Fernando came up in the conversation. He's a drummer. We knew him from another band that he had called Cuarta Dimension, which was kind of like a household name for the Spanish rock kids in Salt Lake. They've been a band since high school and, you know, they've played for over 10 years. And I was like, oh, I actually know him. He's, you know, he's my homie. I'm going to ask him to come jam out. And he was like, oh, really? I was like, yeah, you should too. And, you know, he was like, cool. Fernando actually showed up, you know, he set up his drums in my tiny room and we were just jamming out. And, you know, we hear a knock on the door and it was Alan. He happened to be there that day, opened the door and Alan was like, you guys need a bass? And we were like, sure, man, like bring it over. So he just went over to his room and just brought his amp and a bass. And then that first night we got three songs down. Like it was just one after the other. I guess we're a band now. What that's, that band brings out of me is my rock and roll persona, my rebellious self, my party self. But also, it, it's funny, it's a combination of things. It's not just rock and roll. It's also kind of, there's a, there's some nostalgia in there. There's, there's some sadness. It brings out a lot of different things about my personality. Ages the Poet happened during the pandemic. Just sort of felt the urge or the call to to be more creative and to also 
show a little bit more of my musical spectrum because some people that might know me through Lord Vox might think rock and roll is my whole life, but you know, it really, it really isn't. It's just like a little part of me. I started, you know, digging through very old demos, very old songs, like bits and pieces, like even in my iPhone, you know, like sometimes I had an idea and I would like hum it into my iPhone and just leave it there. So I just kind of started digging and digging and I chose some songs that were like kind of completed or like more, a little bit more structured. Some of these songs I literally had forgotten about. And I was like, holy crap, this is amazing. Like, I love this melody. I love this song. I can't believe I wrote that. <laughs> you know, I started just bringing them up and, and structuring them better and like putting more instruments into it and just kind of vibing to them. Talking to my wife and just like talking about what we were doing creatively. I told her, you know, I'm just gonna start a solo project again and just, you know, do things like very homemade, very DIY for myself, really. Throughout history, throughout the ages, there's always like beauty and art, which I chose to sort of classify it as poetry. So in, in every age of the world, there's been great poetry or great art. A lot of these influences that I have come from very different ages. Like, like I said earlier, the ballad singers from the 70s in Mexico City and then Radiohead over here and like the Beatles over there and just different ages. There's poetry in it, so I kind of declared myself the poet of the ages. So it's like Ages the Poet. Honestly, Ages the Poet to me has uh, has taught me or like has shown me the freedom of making music. Being a solo project, you don't have to depend on anybody. You can do it whenever you want. If you feel like it, if you don't feel like it. You don't have to worry about another person will think about, you know, your idea or adding this or adding that. You know, as a musician, I've always felt like, you know, I needed to create a project with other people to make it legit or to make something happen. With Ages, it was, it's so DIY, it's so homemade that it's just like me in my room, you know. It's like the days where I was making acoustic stuff but with the guitar by myself, but this time I have the tools to make something even bigger or like. The most important thing for me is bring the sounds that I hear in my head to life. I hope people from faraway places listen to this. And I did it like this because, you know, the internet allows us nowadays to just reach people that we weren't able to reach before with, you know, before the internet. My biggest goal would be for them to get inspired or to make memories to these songs or hear something that will make them feel what I was feeling when I was writing this song or the message. It's just all inspiration. So if anybody hears it and they're like, that song made me cry or it made me smile, it made me remember my significant other, it made me remember my kids, or whatever it may be, just inspiring them. It's fascinating to me that because of the internet, people from literally the other side of the world could listen to it, get inspired by it and just like add it to their playlist and like show it to their friends and be like, there's this guy from some city in Utah that made this, you know? 
my goal is not to be big or famous or anything like that. I think I'm like, I'm okay with the simple lifestyle I have with my family. And there's a lot of talent out there. I'm one of those believers that, for example, everybody can draw. We were kids and everybody drew, but at some point, you told yourself or somebody told you that you weren't good at it. So you stopped and you're like, I'm not good at drawing anymore. I believe it's the same thing about music. I think everyone is born with musical talents and a musical ear. Somewhere along the way, we're just told it, it, we're not good or, you know, it wasn't good when they heard you singing. So you stopped. And I think there's a lot of kids and a lot of people out there that have this, this energy and they have this talent that just maybe just need a little inspiration you know and like maybe if they find out that this dude made this music like in garage band from his basement and they're like oh, maybe i can do it too you know people are not being so held back by all this technicalities and, and stuff so yeah inspiring So this song is called Masaya, which means sort of beyond. It talks about a new day where the global subconscious or conscious kind of presents itself. So it's almost like seeing beyond the veil where we're more, more aware of messages from beyond. And that's kind of what this whole album is about, is sort of being in tune with messages from beyond and within. This song is called Masaya, which means beyond.
Ages the Poet is online. Um, I have a website called agesthepoet.com and it's basically a website with all the links. You can find me on Spotify, Deezer, Tidal, Bandcamp, SoundCloud. You can find my socials in Instagram as agesthepoet. There's quite a bit of things uh, upcoming with the Lord Vox project. Um, we're actually going to be playing the Kilby Court block party, which we're super excited to play. Uh, more immediately, we're going to be playing April 22nd at Metro Music Hall with one of our sister bands that we, we've known forever called Say Hey. And yeah, we're going to play at Metro April 22nd. And then in May, we'll play the Kilby Court block party. Um, and then hopefully we'll, we'll do a little tour. Uh, later in the year uh, with Lord Vox. Ages the Poet, I'm still looking or I'm still waiting for the perfect time and place to do a, a live Ages the Poet show. So more to come on that. enjoyed this episode of sound waves please take 60 seconds to rate and review us on itunes on april 15th slug magazine's localized showcase will feature local hardcore co-headliners in your grave and anonymous with opener suffocator each offering some mosh ready riffing tickets are just five dollars at urban lounge and proceeds from the event will go toward kevin kirk and the heavy metal shop doors open at 7 p.m we'll see you there